<laughs> you know we back, we right here with you. We in that month that matters, D, my man. What we talking about that March Madness is on the rise, man. We can see it. It's so close. Uh, ladies first, though. Let's talk about women's college basketball, baby. I want you to talk to me about this matchup that they had between our girl AP, Alyssa Pilly, and what, who? Washington State, Utah 82, Washington State 67. So when you look at that, our girl Peely gave us a double-double, smooth with it too. 21 points and 12 rips. McQueen backed up with 22. Uh, talk to me, because they're getting ready. Yeah, um, it's just everybody trying to prime up for this uh, March Madness. I think the um, conference tournaments for women start next week, so... These are the guys you're trying to get ready to see in a tournament win go home situation. Um, I really like the I really like the pine play out of Young and White for Utah man. They combined for twenty uh, for twenty one points, and you know that that helped out a whole lot in this particular situation. Yeah, it's it's just trying to get everybody clicking right now. Trying to get everybody ready for this stretch. That's all it is. Um, not really too much to say. You test on solid games from them, though, from the Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, McQueen had a great shooting night. Uh, only missed four shots total. Uh, so we'll just see. Um, the Pac-12 was con- – and that's the thing, the parity of these conferences. is It's going to make for a tournament play to be exciting. Absolutely. Now, we had a game to win the overtime, man. Two great teams. We had NC State and we had Syracuse. All right, NC State, they had 75, Syracuse 71. Uh, you know, when we look at NC State, uh, they've been ranked high all year long. Uh, their bitch has not been long. They they, they pine play, and, and, they, and, and uh, as far as their roster, it hasn't been a long uh, type situation as far as that's concerned. But when you think about it, Collins, Baldwin, and Rivers, uh, they've been like the leading scores, man, with 15, 13, and 22 uh, got this done but it took over time to get it done because we know Syracuse is a very great team yeah both of these teams are comparable in in, in, a, in a way uh, but like we said they just had a little bit more this night to get them through the stretch uh, and you would think that um, the bench production from Syracuse would have helped but it's just they didn't really have no bench production, though. Yeah, that's the thing. But it's more than what NC State was able to pull out. Right. But it's also, you got zero points from a starter who was on the fourth for 32 minutes mm-hmm. in Syracuse. So that kind of hurt them in a close game. Um, but both of these ladies should be, both of these teams would be, should be interesting to watch going forward. Right, exactly. Uh, like you say, three out of the five starters, even though with that zero from Rice, uh, was in uh, double digits. Okay, now listen, we, we know how we feel about Notre Dame, okay? We know how they do. Uh, they took and they took care of Virginia Tech. Uh, we know how good of a team Virginia Tech is as well. But this night, all right, Notre Dame took care of Virginia Tech 71 to 58. Now, I, I'm, I'm going to let you start right there. You know about your girl, Hidalgo. Double-double, 23 points, 12 rebounds. I know how much you love her. West Bell, 19 points and 10 rips. Talk to me about this Notre Dame team, man, because Virginia Tech is not no pushover. You know how far they made it last year in the tournament. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame does it on the defensive side first, and then everything else just falls into place for them. And that's just their identity, and Hidalgo has kind of been the leader of that. 
she has three steals again to add to everything you just stated. Uh, and defensive-minded teams can do this to you no matter how great you are. Yeah, I got you. Uh, you know, when we think about Virginia Tech, we got Kitley. She had 12 or more. She had 20. Elk had 12 as well. Uh, we know the play of Kitley and Amore and how much they drive this team. Uh, they didn't have it this particular night, but I know for a fact they're going to be fun to watch, man, because once they're able to take and put it all together, we know, they, we know they're going to be dangerous, especially when it comes to the ACC tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be some interesting games. Absolutely. I love it. Okay, then you have Louisville, uh, they had 70 in Florida State. They had uh, 55. Uh, we talked nothing but uh, positive and good things about Louisville and how feisty they are. Uh, when you think about this team, they do it as a collective unit. Four of their five starters in double digits. Harris had 11, uh, Cochran 16, Taylor 16, Jefferson 12. Uh, again, LPP it may hurt them later on in the tournament. Don't not really sure, uh, but they had almost no pine play uh, with just uh, seven points. Uh, but they still was able to take and uh, beat Florida State by double digits. Tell me about Louisville going forward, though. Um, just the scrappiness of this team should help them going forward. But again, it's it's hard to tell. I don't have a favorite in a lot of these tournaments coming up, or even the NCAA tournament outside of South Carolina. Outside of them, I just think a lot of these teams are so close to each other. That's that is just going to make for exciting basketball. Do you think there's going to be a lot of upsets in the upcoming NCAA uh, March Madness Women's College Basketball Tournament? Um, In the sense of the word, yeah. But like I said, I think a lot of these teams are closer than what you think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I guess, like I say, it was, uh, it was a lot of their rankings and even their seedings uh, might not uh, really uh, befit who they really are once they get on the court. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me, man. Hey, listen, Juju, USC, and then we had Arizona. It took overtime to get this thing done. USC, uh, 95, Arizona, 93. Now, first thing that I want to ask you about and everything is, first of all, Juju Watson, she had... 20 points this game. Uh, you tell me about her efficiency first. Happy or unhappy with that? Um, 7 or 19. It's not great, mm-hmm. but it's not terrible either. Mm-hmm. Uh, being the scorer, or being the, yeah, being the scorer that she is. Uh, and they needed it too in this game. They had to go on a little run uh, in mm-hmm. that fourth quarter to force overtime. The thing is with her, it's just you would like her to stay on the floor. She fouled out at that Near the end of that fourth quarter, I think it was in the middle of it. Um, so she wasn't on, she wasn't available for the two overtimes. But that just showed how these uh, they, they, she does have help around here. Um, Davis and Marshall stepped up this game. Marshall had twenty six and eleven. Davis had sixteen and nine. But she had a lot of offensive rebounds in this overtime stretches that gave them extra opportunities. Right, I got you. Uh, it makes a whole lot of sense. And like you said, if they like I said, in double overtime, no Juju Watkins, and they were still able to get it done, you have to have a good feeling about that uh, going forward. Uh, but like you say, Arizona still gave them every single thing they can handle, man. Uh, and they, they, they had a really good game as far as that was concerned. Because out of the, out of the what, seven – Seven or eight players, you had five of them in double digits. Yeah, they they put up a fight, and they're they're a team who's a little bit behind uh, where like USC is and all, but they have some great talent on this team. And Jada Williams, uh, Brady Cunningham, Emory Martin, like they have some talent. Um, 
It's just trying to get put it together every night right now for them. Right. I got you. Listen, you know we're going to have to talk about number one South Carolina, okay? Uh, man, listen, they've been in full game mode since tip-off of the first game of the season. All right? They put up 98 points this night against Arkansas, 98-61. to 61. Uh, We know Cardosa, she's been in and out of the lineup uh, due to qualifying for the Olympics. It's coming up very soon. We have all of that that's going on. But this whole team has been by committee. Uh, you can't really nail one player down. Uh, uh, Watkins had 21. Uh, you had uh, Johnson had 12 full. Wally had 17. Kitts had 10. Uh, Kardoshi, she had 11 on her own. Uh, they definitely doing this by committee. Uh, like you said, um, we know who they are, and their record represents that as well. And don't see them slowing down no time soon. Uh, you, are they going to keep the furnace hot? Yeah, there's no reason why you believe they can't. I mean, wouldn't right now. Mm-hmm. I got you. Well, that makes sense. Uh, we're going to continue to watch them, man, because I'm trying to tell you when that Marty Manning hit. I, I just want to know what, what, what the look, <laughs> who they going to be up against, man, because I'm trying to tell you, you, you better bring a big heavy bat to even get close to them, man, because I'm trying to tell you, they smoking red hot. Yeah. Woo. Listen, LSU beat Georgia. Uh, uh, LSU had 80. Georgia had 54. Now, Morrow had a double-double, and Jarese had a double-double as well. Morrow, 16 points, 10 rips, and Jarese, 17 points, 15 rips. But I want to talk about the, plays of, the play of Haley Van Leaf. 18 points, man. Look like she's starting to warm up. Yeah, um, I think it's, she, she's starting to understand she can play her style as well as get other people involved. Mm-hmm. Um. These past couple games, she, before this, she's coming off a 26 game, a 26 point game night. So, I think it's starting to click for her that in this stretch they are gonna need her to be herself if they want to make a run. Mm-hmm. I got you. Now listen, uh, you know, you know how we talking about it because we got to chop it up and look at all sides of the corn. Uh, they still front end loaded on this because they only got four points off the bench. All right, and Fly J Johnson gave him fourteen, but again, she's a starter. They they, they top in heavy again. That LPP that pine done disappeared again on them though. Yeah, but it, I think that's just a common theme with with a lot of college teams is unless you're South Carolina, you don't have. A lot to go to. Yeah, some people might get because we've seen last year, uh, Poa come in and give them some good nights off of the bench. It's just who they don't have it every night. Mm-hmm. They just aren't able to produce it every night. And who's who can get it more consistently is going to benefit them. In this uh, month of March Yeah, I got you Makes sense to me Listen, now you got UCLA and Arizona State Uh, UCLA took care of business with 70 Arizona State had 41 Uh, You know when we think about uh, UCLA uh, Betts, Rice, Jones, GJ um, Betts had 20 Rice had 14 Jones had 11 uh, you know, Triple J's little sister, she has always come off the bench. Uh, hopefully, she can make a little bit more noise and add a little bit to it. They didn't really need it that much this night as far as that point production was concerned. Uh, but we know UCLA has been floating around the top the whole entire season. Yeah, uh, and that's it. They they had some little bumps in the road uh, at the end of the season, and they're just trying to make sure everything's ironed out for when you go into it they're ending it right now they have a chance to end this on a five game win streak uh, the next, their last game is up against Arizona who we just talked about um, so they're just trying to you know iron out them kinks mm-hmm. 
Make sense? I got you. Listen, uh, now this next game, now we know about Colorado. Colorado played Washington. Colorado won this game 68 to 62. Oh, and, and now as far as Colorado concerned, I think uh, they was the ones that shocked LSU at the beginning of the season, were they not? Yes, sir. All right. Now, they hadn't dropped a whole lot. You know, they kind of been hovering up at the top of, you know, cream floats to the top, and they've been up there. Uh, they still got a great showing, and I know that they're getting everything primed up, ready to go and make the deepest run that they probably possibly could to date. But when you think about Colorado and what they have to offer, uh, first thing comes to you is Von Lay. Didn't have a good night this particular night, but Nolan helped her out with 20, Foreman helped her out with 12, and then you hit, did have some prime production. So go ahead and chop that up about Colorado. Um, just a, They've been a great team all year. Yeah. Um, Every single one of their losses came against a ranked opponent. So they took care of every game that they were supposed to take care of. You you drop some of these games to the teams that's, you know, your your peers. They're on your level. These are the teams that you you're trying to compete against. You know, you want to be in the conversation with these teams. You win some, you lost some. But you have a lot more of impressive wins than you do devastating losses. Right. So in that that's just going to help them out. And it's, like you said, they're not a – yeah, we think of Vonley when we think of this team, but they're a, they're not a one-person show. They're not known for one person. Mm-hmm. They're a team. And it's any given night. They take they take advantage of the hot hands. They take advantage of who's hitting. And that's going to help them going forward because it's not depending on somebody has to have a good night. Right. It, it has been a team effort the whole entire season, and uh, that's only going to continue on. And, again, like what we say, give them a higher winning percentage uh, when that takes place on a consistent basis. You know we got to talk about a girl, Cameron Brink, man. Can, can I tell you something about a girl, Cameron Brink? What's that? Stanford played Oregon State. Stanford won this game 67-63. to 63. Do you know how many rebounds Cameron Brink pulled down? No, it wasn't how many she had. She pulled down 23 rips. She had 25 points, man, and wiped the board clean 23 times for a beautiful double-double. Please tell me your thought process, baby. Uh, just one of those games where it was a close game and somebody had to take over. Somebody had to be the one to do that little bit of extra to get them there, and she did it. She uh, put them on their back, put them on her back, and carried them across that finish line this game. Yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Uh, when, when you think about uh, teams and, and, and some of the, the losses that they did, because I think that uh, didn't uh, uh, Stanford lose against USC, didn't they? Didn't Juju beat them by herself? Yeah, that's the 50 game. Right, okay. And, and then you had that stingy one uh, where UConn, they took and they lost that one against South Carolina. Uh, ever since then, man, neither one of those teams done look back. <laughs> and it's just, you know, you got to have a reminder mm-hmm. of, you know, what that feeling is and that you don't never want to feel that again. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Man, I hope you're ready for the weekend. We got so many women basketball games on tap. Let's talk about it, baby. Uh, you got TCU, which we don't really talk a whole lot about, against West Virginia. Uh, the last meeting that West Virginia and TCU played, West Virginia uh, had 77 and TCU had 52. You know whenever a team play twice, it's a situation where the other team want to come up with a win. So even though we don't talk a whole lot about it, about, about TCU, uh, do you think that West Virginia is going to pull this out, you know, again against them? Um, yeah, but TCU isn't a bad team. They just had some problems. I remember earlier in the season, TCU had to hold open tryouts. 
uh, just because they dealing with injuries, things like that, they didn't have enough people to actually play games. So, to, can, looking at their record, considering what they went through, they're having a great season. Mm-hmm. I got you. Listen, now USC, a girl Juju Watkins, is going to play Arizona State. And I want you to talk about two players, not one, but two players on USC team just going to have to step up in, in case Juju have a bad night. Um, it would it would probably be the same people who did it for him last game, and that's Marshall and Davis, uh, just because of how many opportunities they were able to create um, for the team. But they they got some people on the team. Forbes averages around fourteen. Marshall again ten. So it's, it, they have some girls who can step up. They're a great team. You don't be number seven in the nation just because of Juju Watkins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 again, we talked about it before. It's going to be a team effort as far as that's concerned. Uh, you got Washington and you got Utah. Uh, we do know that uh, Elisa Pillar, she does not have to be the leading scorer on the team in order to win a, a basketball game. I think this is going to be a very interesting matchup as, both, as far as both teams are concerned. Uh, Washington, Utah, how you feel? Uh, I, I got Utah coming out of this one. Um, they've been one of the best teams all year for me. Uh, it's just the, the way they lose some of the games. Like, they'll go on a little streak of winning, and then they'll lose a, a big game. Um, but I still think they're one of the best teams in the country with one of the best players in the country, and Elisa Pilly. Um And like I said, ironing out all the kinks to get ready for these uh, conference tournaments and the NCAA tournament. Absolutely. Listen, now you got Washington State and Colorado. Now, Colorado just beat uh, Washington's counterpart, Washington. Colorado won that game 68-62. Uh, now Colorado want to beat Washington State as well. Uh, we what, know, know what we just said about Colorado. It's been a team effort. But whenever Von Lee plays a great game and Miller plays an even better one, they have a high percentage of winning. So what do you think about this Washington State-Colorado matchup? Uh. I don't understand the any given night thing, but like you just touched on, Colorado's been playing a great brand of basketball, and I think they'll be able to continue that and keep it up. I got you. Yeah, that makes sense to me, man. I still would like. I, I would still like to see a, a, a nice game out of Von Lake. Just, just, just a solid. Just, just take over once or twice before uh, that post play comes up, man. Hopefully, this may be the game that she can do it. You got K State. You got Kansas State against Texas Tech. Uh, 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 K State beat Iowa State. Nope, they actually lost. To Iowa State, eighty-two seventy-six. Uh, can uh, K State get it get it back right on this this game against Texas Tech? Um, I think this is the game where they do it. Uh, you remember at one point in the season, Kansas State was I want to say the number one team in in the country, our number three team, something like that. They was up high, and then they lost. They're on a three or five, three out of five losing streak right now. So it's just they. Ready to a bump in the road and it's happening at the worst time possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully Sundale Lee and, and, and Glenn, they can all, you know, kind of get that ball rolling again because, like you say, they need to, need to be able to take and win consecutive games in order to make any kind of a deep run as far as that's concerned. Uh, like I say, they did drop a little bit, you know, but hopefully they take and they can hold on to that thing and uh, make some noise uh, here in uh, the month of March. Uh, you got California and you got Oregon State. All right. Now, Oregon State uh, lost by four points to Stanford. All right. So, you know they're going to want to try to come in and make a little bit of noise when it comes to California, man. You think they're going to be able to get that done? Yeah. Um. They've been just – they've lost a couple games recently, but it's just been people putting on great performances. Like, it took what you just talked about with Cameron Briggs. 
performance to beat them by four. So they know that they're a great team and they can't compete night in and night out. Uh, they're just trying to get it all together. Right. I got you. Now, you got Oklahoma and Kansas. Now, Oklahoma coming off a, a, a one-point win against uh, Texas, 71-70. And Kansas beat their in-state rival, Kansas State, by three points, 58-55. to This is going to be a great matchup. Who you got between Oklahoma and Kansas? Uh, I don't know about these two teams. I'm just be honest. Uh, I'm going to go with Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever you're taking to think about an in-state rival and everything, I know the Kansas they've been uh, taking really like been uh, making some things happen as far as uh, you know the game and everything has been going with that. Oklahoma they has a, a great coach and a, and a great team as well. Uh, and like you said, for them to take and for Oklahoma to beat the number three team in Texas by uh, by by one point, you know they had to take and put up some numbers in order to make that happen. So they had a complete game. Uh, I'm gonna take Oklahoma in that one as well. Listen, now this is something that kind of got it took me by surprise. You got Cindy. Diego State and UNLV. Ain't heard a whole lot about UNLV. UNLV just took care of Boise State 63 to 57. But did you know that UNLV is at 21 and 2? They're on a 10 game win streak, and their last loss was in the month of January, where they lost to New Mexico 69 to 66. Uh, Listen, UNLV is smoking red hot, man. Maybe because on the side of the country that they play or whatever the conference that they in. All right, but UNLV, man, is going to make some noise in this tournament. Yeah, um, and that's and that's probably why they're not getting the recognition or getting talked about because I want to say they're playing the Mountain West, something like that. So it's one of the smaller conferences you don't really hear about, but they're they're putting together a great resume, um, and all you can do is ask for a chance to be there, and they'll be there. Mm-hmm. They'll be there at the end of this thing. They'll get a chance to see can the small conference team, you know, is it just because of what conference and are we really? That's good. Yeah, they will truly be tested. I got you. Now, you got Stanford and Oregon. We know what Stanford, uh, they can bring. Uh, do you still see uh, Cameron Brinks continue to take and do the thing that she can do with these walking double-doubles, cleaning the boards, and uh, keep this thing rolling and keep that momentum uh, going into this thing? Uh, Stanford and Oregon. Yeah, I think I think uh, Cameron Brinks, after that last game, I just think she's coming on at the right time. She, she looked locked in. She's getting hot at the right time. And it's, it's when you want to be locked in. Right, exactly. You got UConn and Providence, okay? Gino and Paige Beckers, hey, got them playing beautiful ball. When you think about Providence, you think about defense. But uh, I think that Paige Beckers and UConn probably going to be a little too much for them. Yeah, uh, like we talked about it, the, after that South Carolina loss, uh, it's kind of been a different team. They've kind of locked in a little bit more and took it up a level. Um, and it's just you catch them at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Providence, you understand who. That's the thing you understand who you are, and you understand who they are. But you do want to just come out and fight. Right, absolutely. Every single game. You got UCLA, and then you also have Arizona, okay? UCLA, they got Bells, Rice, and Jones, and you got GJ, Triple J's little sister. Uh, do you think they're going to be able to go ahead and handle Arizona, UCLA, Arizona matchup? Um, I think they do, but it's, it's it, I think it will be a tough one. Arizona going into that um, game against USC where they lost in double overtime, they had one four in a row. Mm-hmm. So they're also trying, like I said, they're trying to put it all together, but they also want to end it on a good note. Right. So I you got can't, you. UCLA has to be prepared for them. Yeah. Now, uh, you also have BYU Against Texas, number three Texas. Uh, Texas is 26-4, and four, and like you said, they had that one-point loss 
against Oklahoma, but 62 out of the 70 points that Texas scored was by their starters. They had eight points off the pine and only lost by one. You get any kind of pine production because especially where they ranked at, Texas should take care of business. Yeah, uh, and that's the thing. It, one point loss is a tricky thing. Uh, one one shot could have went in. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody shot one percentage better, it's a different game. Right. So, I'm not worried about them at all. Like you said, they should take care of this game fairly easily. I got you. Listen, now, you know, uh, we still got uh, 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 women college basketball, man, to talk about. Listen, Baylor at 22-6 and six is, is going up against Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, you, we, you've always had a good feeling about uh, Baylor, man. Uh, and like you say, with them sitting at 22-6, uh, and six, they got a lot of quality wins. Uh, it's a team that's gelling at the right time, a team that has plays real good defense, and they got some offensive firepower. So that Baylor-Oklahoma State game. Um, yeah, just – Oklahoma State's at 5,500 on the season. Um, they haven't had the best year. It, and then Baylor, like you said, I just love how they, they have an identity and it's on the defensive side of the ball. Um, again, I think they take care of it. And it's all, you, you do it. If you're smart about it, you do it like this. You end, you end it on a game where your team has should have a good win. Right, right. Because I'm uh, listen. Winning can be contagious, just like losing can be. But like I say, they win, and so hopefully they can stick to those winning ways. Now, listen. Uh, South Carolina and Tennessee. I do believe they played before. Then uh, uh, Tennessee had all kinds of hope <laughs> in that game, all the way up to halftime. You know, because I think that they may have went up. Uh, at halftime with Tennessee uh, leading. Uh, South Carolina coming back in. Uh, you got to see them again. Uh, South Carolina, Tennessee. We ain't, we ain't talking about them slowing down or anything like that, but what do you think? Just what do you think Tennessee can do, man? Because Tennessee is no pushover. Uh, how you feel about uh, them, and are they going to keep this thing close? Um, I don't think this time it'll be the same story. Uh, I think South Carolina's on that mission. They've been on a mission all year, and now it's time for them to get extra locked in, and I just think that's bad news for everybody else. Right, yeah. I I, I understand that one completely. Now you got Iowa, and then you got Ohio State. Talked about the efficiency of Caitlin Clark, CC, love to see her play. You got Stokey down there. They also have other players on Iowa that can indeed hit the three. Uh, some of them can get aggressive uh, when it comes to uh, driving to the basket also. Um, I'm looking for uh, Caitlin Clark to have a, um, a high assist game on this one. Uh, you see him getting it done against Ohio State? Um, This one could kind of go either way for me. And... Uh, I do think Iowa pull this one off, but I do think it's a bigger game from Stokey. And I think that'll be the reason why. I know Caitlin is going to do what Caitlin does, but I think Stokey has her fingerprints on this one a little bit. Um, but like I said, I think this one can go either way. Uh, Ohio State's a little more balanced as a team. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you one thing about it, man. And I, it, This is the only fear I have about Iowa. This is the only fear I have about Iowa. We know who Caitlin Clark is. We know what she's able to do. She's able to take it, take it on any given night, all right? She can turn it on and get smoking red hot. I just don't want her her players, uh, the surrounder, her teammates, or even a coach uh, to take in to uh, get caught up with ball watching. Right, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just so easy to do because she's just so good at what she does. Uh, but now is not the time to do that. Everybody, everybody going to have to step up just a little bit more. And I'm just talking about as a whole, if they're trying to take this thing and get it done this year. 
Talk about our. Yeah, it's just um, the and it's it's kind of a the her style of play too. She is so ball dominant that you kind of do get stuck watching her a lot of times. But that's also on her too. She has to get the team more involved instead of just it being fast break when she gets her assists. And that is when she get a lot of her assists is in that fast break situation. And of course, she has to find a way to get them more involved as well. Right. I got you. Uh, Now, we know about uh, Notre Dame, how we feel about them. We know about Louisville and how feisty they are. I think this is going to be a wonderful matchup, man. You got Notre Dame against Louisville. Who you got winning this thing? Um, I got Notre Dame for this now, and I think it'll just be their defensive capability, have what they can do on defense. Mm. I think they'll be able to get into them, and they'll match that feistiness for them. Yeah, Bonley going to have a big game. Um, I, I'm just looking at Hidalgo. I think she'll have like five steals this game, but I think that'll be the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. I think that's what I meant to say anyway, didn't I? I'm sorry about that. Uh, listen, when you got uh, LSU and you got Kentucky, now... This might be a trap game. I'm not 100% sure, but we do know how hot LSU is. Okay. Angel Reese, a walking double-double. She she does everything uh, great. Uh, I am looking for uh, Fly J. Johnson to, to really start turning it on just a little bit more, uh, seeing the, the, the time of year that it is in, the month that we're looking at. Uh, Van Leaf, she looked like she's taking it and saying, hey, I, I've accepted it and I, and I know what's going on. We already said about Kim Mulkey being the, the, taking the point guard whisperer. Uh, so I do look at them uh, to take and, uh, make a strong stand on this LSU-Kentucky game. Yeah, um, and I think they're coming on at the right time, too. Um, and it, you, you talk about Flaugé, uh she's averaging 13.4, um, five and a half rebounds. It's, it's just that it's not that many shots to go around, and this team is a heavy team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it does make sense. Uh, so, uh, like I say, it's still going to be fun to watch to see how they're going to all be able to put it together, especially with the LPP. Listen, you know you got that ACC matchup, baby. You got Wake Forest and NC State. Uh, whenever that happens, you know NC State has been smoking red hot all season long. Uh, NC State has really been taking do, uh, doing their thing uh, when when it comes to uh, holding their own. Hell, they wasn't really talked about a lot until the season got a little bit more warmer. Uh, but now you still, you, like you say, you got a conference type situation. NC State, Wake Forest, what you think? Uh, I don't really think much. I'm looking at they won six games this year. Mm-hmm. So that that just from that alone, I think just NC State is in another place right now. Another stratosphere again? Yeah. Okay, cool. Creighton and Seton Hall. Hadn't really heard a whole lot about them as far as it's concerned. We know Creighton on the men's side has, has done some things, but when you look at uh, Creighton and Seton Hall, man, uh, th- this is a fun game to watch because you don't really, you don't, you, know, you ain't really seen a lot from them, ain't really heard a lot about either one of them, but I think this is going to be a fun game to watch between Creighton and Seton Hall, though. Um, yeah, and that's, I don't really know much about these teams. Uh, Creighton, their record-wise, they've put together a good season. They creep into that top 25. Um, Seton Hall, they're above 500. Um, and it looks like they do the win-one, lose-one, win-one, lose-one. And if that's the case, they're they're, they're bound to lose one. <laughs> Is it that turn to do that now? Yeah. That, okay, all right, I got you. Hey, hey listen, when you think about uh, uh, Maryland, uh, listen, they're they above 500, but I don't think that their record really uh, presents who they are as a team. Uh, you got uh, uh, Coach Freezy. Uh, she's a great coach, man. Uh, they had a subpar season uh, hanging around 500, but Indiana, man, sitting at 23 and 4 is doing great things. Uh, they beat in, uh, Indiana beat Northwestern by 20, uh, 84 to 64. Uh, 
Baltimore. I, I look for them to keep that train rolling against Maryland, though. But listen, Maryland is going to still give them a tough game. Yeah, you know, it's conference play. You, you, you're getting into that thick of it where it starts heating up right before the tournament. So you don't you don't sleep on any team. Mm-hmm. Any given night, right? Yeah. All right, how about this one? Virginia Tech against Virginia. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, lost that game against Notre Dame, so you know they still kind of itching a little bit uh, with that L. Uh, and plus, this is a, taking an in-state rival as well. Uh, you know, so you kind of want to take and be like, oh, okay, well, this is what we need to take and do. Uh, so do you see Virginia Tech handling business against Virginia? Oh, yeah. Before that uh, Notre Dame game, they was on 11-game win streak. Right. So I, I feel like they get right back to that. And like I said, it takes – it took a defensive team, a defensive-minded team like Notre Dame mm-hmm. to – Knocked them off what they was what they had going on. Right, I got you. And also uh, rounding that thing up as well, you you do have another one, a game as well as uh, UNLV against uh, Utah State. Now that may be they let that last game that they has to play on the fifth. But uh, I'm really interested in seeing UNLV play uh, this year uh, as far as uh, what they can uh, bring uh, to the court and also what they can bring to the tournament, baby. Hey, how about this now? We got men's college hoops, man. I just want you to chop these games up because we got these games that's on tap. Now, we talk about men's college hoops, all right? You got games to watch. You got Florida and South Carolina. I asked you about Florida, and like you said, wasn't a whole lot to be said about them, but Florida beat MIZ 83-74 to in their last game. Do Florida continue that? and beat South Carolina as well? Uh, both of these teams have kind of came on as of late. Um, I think I like this South Carolina team as a whole a little bit more. Um, it's a lot more balanced. Their leading score is only at about 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have four or five guys beneath him right around 13 to nine points a game. So they're more. I feel like they're more of a balanced team. Um, it should be a good game, though. Uh it should be interesting to watch. But Florida has put together some good wins as of late. Uh, that Missouri game, Vandy, they only lost being to Alabama in overtime by five in the last couple of games. So maybe they are the hotter team right now. Um, I think I'm going to lean towards Florida this game just because of what they offensively they can get it going. Okay, yeah, that that makes sense to me. Cause like I said, uh, uh, Florida, hey, like you say, these these two teams, both of them, are warming up as of late. Listen, now you you think about Kansas and Baylor. Uh, Kansas uh, beat Texas uh, eighty six to sixty seven. We we know who Kansas is, big name school, uh, but they play ain't been big name and consistent. It, it's been on and off like a light switch. Uh, but do you think they have what it takes to beat Baylor? Um, I think this game is close. I think this is a kosher game. Um, just because of Baylor's mindset again uh, is on that defensive side first, and then they have some talent on this team as well. To I think they can match up with the talent on Kansas. Uh, Jacoby Walter comes to mind. So I still think Kansas wins this one. I just think it'll be an exciting game to the end. Right. I got you. Now, you got the fight in the line now in Wisconsin. Okay, so you got Illinois, and then you have Wisconsin. Illinois uh, won their last game against Iowa by 10 points, 95 to 85. Uh, what do you think about this matchup between Illinois and Wisconsin? Um, 
if I'm not mistaken, Wisconsin has been able to put up some good games. Uh, they've been able to get hot sometimes, and that can catch you off guard. It's just I think Illinois is the better complete team right now. Mm-hmm. Like they've had it going all season. Um, so that's you know that continuity, knowing who they are, things like that. They know how to win games. So I think, and then like I said, it's at that end to where you don't want. I think the mistakes will be limited, more locked in, and that's what Wisconsin would need. Yeah. All right, you got the arc. They playing against Kentucky, uh, Arkansas, and Kentucky. Now uh, Arkansas uh, beat Mississippi State only by two points, ninety-one to eighty-nine. Uh, so you know when you think about Kentucky, you think about Kentucky, you think about basketball. Uh, they gonna get it done against Arkansas? Yeah. I just think they got too much firepower right now on this team. Yeah, that makes sense. Listen, uh, you you said you you felt good things about Arizona, man. You said you just love this Arizona team. Uh, Arizona's going to play Oregon. Uh, Arizona took care of Arizona State, eighty-five to sixty-seven. Uh, now uh, they're going up against Oregon. Uh, tell me what you like so much about Arizona. Just uh, the team of them. I love you know how I feel about Caleb Love. You know, I talked about Boswell as well on this team. He's a great. He's there. Their leader on the floor, the general, he gets it all kind of going. Um, they got Bala, who's averaging a double double, uh, thirteen and ten. Um, so it's just a great team, and as a team, they average around ninety points per game. And you, you like that number ninety, don't you? So it shows it, it shows how, especially in college basketball, that's a elite number mm-hmm. to average it. So. It shows how explosive they can be. Right. I got you. Well, speaking of 90, uh, Marquette is playing Creighton. You know what Creighton has done. You know what they're capable of doing. And we know that Marquette is not a pushover whatsoever. Well, they put up 91 points against Providence, uh, 91 to 69 against the Providence Friars. Uh, so what you think about this Marquette-Creighton matchup? Because um, we know they've been able to take in Creighton what they've been able to do. Yeah, they, it's kind of it's kind of a two different things. Marquette started off the season with this hype, being one of the top teams in the country. Creighton had to earn disrespect. They had to fight their way up into this number thirteen ranking. Um, I just think Marquette has a little bit more, and what I think the difference maker will be is Tyler Cole. Okay. Um. His he averages fifteen points a game, four point seven rebounds, and then what I like the most is the seven point six assists. And I think that'll be able he is gonna be able to keep them calm, keep them going, reel them in. You know, you get those moments where they might go on a run or we might go scoreless for a little bit. I think he's gonna keep them level headed and keep them in the game enough for them to pull this one out. I got you. Now, listen, let's talk about the American East for a second. Uh, South Florida is at the top of that thing, okay? Conference leaders with 21-5. and five. Uh, They got a conference matchup against UNC at Charlotte, all right? Charlotte, hey, it's a pretty good, decent team. Uh, D1, hadn't been there that long. But you got South Florida and Charlotte, man. This is a conference matchup. Uh, what you think? Um, you know, Two two good teams in my eyes. U.S. Uh, South Florida has creeped into that top twenty-five. That some people look at that and be like, okay, they're gonna walk away with it. UNCC has already knocked off a top twenty-five team in Florida Atlantic earlier in the season. I mean, like you said, seventeen to ten, they're still a younger team. Uh, Justin effective being in D one. Uh, I think they're gonna put up a fight though. I think they will put up a fight. And I wouldn't be surprised if they pull this one out. Right, yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they actually pull this one out. That's kind of what I was thinking too, man. We're going to see what UNCC can do against South Florida. 
baby. Listen, now we do know that UNC took care of Miami 75-71. Uh, this is also an ACC matchup. You got UNC, NC State. Chop it all the way up. I want to know who needs to have the big game, what you expect to see, watch, and hear. Um, NC State kind of took a step back this year from a couple past years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't been as good. And us, uh, it's the complete opposite. We turned it up this year. <laughs> uh, Turn up. But um, I think RJ needs to have his type of game. But, again, I think it's more on Armando Baycott, uh, what he does and how aggressive he is, playing his shot down in the paint and things like that. And then also just – those role players in Harrison Ingram, Cormac Ryan, and Elliot Cadeau doing their role. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harrison Ingram and Harrison Ingram being the hustle player as well as being able to knock down some shots. And then Cormac Ryan having an efficient night from beyond the three. Elliot Cadeau, we understand that scoring isn't there yet. I like you to still take advantage of when you see lanes and get to the rim, but also I want to see you continue to set up that offense. I got you. What do you expect out of Trimble, and who gets the double-double? Uh... Trimble, I think he comes in and gives always gives us that energy. Uh, and I think he gives us about s- seven points tonight off the bench with a couple steals. Um, and double-double-wise, I think Baycott has one. I think this is a 20-point game for him tonight. Love it, love it. Okay, now listen, you got Mississippi State and you got Auburn. Auburn just got finished taking care of uh, Georgia, 97-76. to 76. Uh, Do you think they're going to keep that train rolling against Mississippi State? Yeah, I think they're – I think Pearl's going to have them ready to go. Okay, that makes sense. Now, when you think about Iowa State and you think about UCF, okay, University of Central Florida, uh, you basically think about a, a defensive-minded team. Uh, Iowa took care of Oklahoma, fifty-eight to forty-five. Uh, uh, is Iowa going to take care of uh, U, uh, University of Central Florida, or you think vice versa? U, University of Central Florida is going to take care of Iowa State. Oh no, I think Iowa State blocks in on this one and tries to keep up the momentum that they've built for themselves, and they take care of business. Okay, I got you. All right, uh, we know some things going on with Duke and everything. You had that Wake Forest situation, but Duke did beat uh, Louisville 84-59. But then Duke is going to play Virginia in an ACC matchup. How you feel about Duke and Virginia, man? Because the last game, Flakowski, he didn't have a good one. They won that game, but he didn't have a good game. Um, I think now they're kind of figuring themselves out. Uh, they're trying to just trying to lock in. He didn't. He was kind of quiet, nine and ten that last game, but he only took eight shots, and that's with that's because uh, Mitchell was hot. You had Roach kind of having an insurgence. Stewart came off the bench and ain't missed. So it's things like that. Um, but sometimes you do, and that was the thing. They have to get some of these other people going because against us, Roach and Proctor had terrible games, and I think that's what did to me. So there, it can't just be Filipowski every game. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to find ways to get everybody else involved. Yeah. You know, uh, Filipowski, he's a walking double-double when he does get it going. But for a team to recognize the hot hand and then feed it until it cools off, if it cools off, is another winning combination as well. Listen, you got UCLA against Washington State. All right. Washington State took care of USC 75-72. to 72. Do Washington State get it done against UCLA? That's what I want to know. Um... I think so. UCLA doesn't really have the talent this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and their record shows it. Yeah. And Washington State's been a decent team. They've been a solid team all year. Um, I just think they're a better team right now. 
I got you. Uh, so who's the new number one right now in NCAA basketball on the men's side? Uh, Houston. Okay. Houston, play, they took care of Cincinnati, we know, 67 to 59. All right. Uh, we have talked about defense, uh, who they are, their identity, the playoff sheet, and the other ones that's out there that's making their ball so hard that their ankles are tender at this moment. Houston against Oklahoma. What you got? Give me a score. Uh, I got Houston winning this game. Um, just that defense, I think it would be a problem for this for Oklahoma. Uh, and that's I think that's what's going to carry them throughout the, the rest of this season. Yeah. If they make a run. And, I, and I'm ready to watch that, man. I have, That's must-see TV, absolutely. Listen, now, you know, Purdue, they made a drop. They was at number one for a very long time. Uh, you know, they was doing some things. Uh, didn't nobody really talk about it at first until, you know, but then they started talking about it. Uh, uh, Purdue beat a Michigan 84-76, uh, to 76, and we know as far as Michigan's concerned, uh, they hadn't really been playing up to par. But you do have Purdue and Michigan State. Looked like a trap game to me. Not sure. How you feel about this matchup? Purdue, Michigan State. I think Purdue takes care of this one fairly easy. Again, uh, they've had a rough year. Michigan State and Tom Izzo did. Uh, but Purdue, like you said, they've been in that top two, top three realm all year. Right. And their play shows is warranted. Um, and I don't I don't think they uh, let a slip-up happen this close to like I said, Zach Eady and them this team is playing for a championship. Oh yeah, they they get ready. You still feel like there's one is uh to take it is, is theirs to lose as far as the tournament is concerned? I think so. Okay. I'm we're gonna be watching it. Listen, all right, you got Tennessee and Alabama. Tennessee uh, took care of Auburn uh, 92 to 84 that was a great game to see uh, now you got Tennessee and Alabama alright uh, we do know about Alabama uh, a boy Brandon Miller coming from that area uh, then you have a Tennessee though how you feel about this matchup um Tennessee just got it going and mainly uh, with DK yeah <laughs> connect Dalton got it going man uh, last game coming off this 39 point game um, they're sitting at number 4 in the country is it? It's just I think they're too hot right now for this Alabama team. And it, uh, granted, Alabama has done some great things as of late. I just think that Tennessee's a little too hot, mm-hmm. and it's gonna take a lot to cool them down. I got you. Now listen. Now you know how we feel about Gonzaga. All right, Gonzaga. They took and they uh, took care of San Fran. Uh, Gonzaga won eighty six to sixty eight. Uh, Z- Gonzaga is going to go against uh, uh, St. Mary uh, C A. Uh, I, I want to talk about Gonzaga because Gonzaga is one of the most fun teams to watch when it comes to the tournament. You got your boy Mark Fury out there coaching them boys, and I'm trying to tell you, it's they listen. Gonzaga, both programs I feel, men's and women, are built for post play. Okay, please don't sleep on them. I would hate to wake up in the morning and that's who I got to play the next game because you coming in for something. Woo! So how do you feel about Gonzaga going forward? I want to know how far you think they can push this thing. I know, I know what conference they in, I know what coach they play on and everything, but Gonzaga is built for post play. Yeah, um, and it's just he he knows he's been there. He knows how to get the job done. Speaking of Coach Few, he has been there. He understands what it takes to win those bigger games, even outside of the conference. Um, it, it, I just don't think they have the NBA talent that some of these other Gonzaga teams have had, um, which might hinder them. But I, I don't I don't see any reason why they can't make it to a Sweet Sixteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because of how they go about handling business. Right. They're not worried about uh, who you are or who you're supposed to be. 
once the ball tips off, it's anybody's game. Yeah, absolutely. And listen, I do want to talk about this one and everything before we wrap this thing up real nice and tight. On the third, uh, UConn plays Seton Hall. Do you think that's a trap game? Nah, not for UConn. UConn's been the most consistent team all year. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they, to them, I don't think they do sleep on anybody. Yeah, I got you. So you got um, you got uh, UConn winning that game pretty comfortably. Yeah, okay. Out of there by fifteen points. Well, hey, I love it. All of it is must see TV, baby. And you know, once we see it, we gonna chop it up. We would like to thank everyone for listening today. Please join us again on our next episode of the Donald and Donald Podcast. You know what it is, people. Please remember to drink your water and don't forget to stretch. Yeah, don't worry about your wind. Just know that it's coming. We're going to see all y'all next episode. Don't miss it. Double D.